What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend of debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Uh, joining me, uh, the host trifecta, uh, Alicia, I'll come your way first. Miss Alicia Battaglia, how are you? I'm doing very well. Good. How Thank was your you. Thanksgiving? It was wonderful. And guess what? The building is starting to transform to Christmas now. I walked in. It is. I'm seeing some trees, boxes. So I love it. The folks that are decorating, thank you. You're already off to a good start. Oh, very, very good. Yeah, we, we took a little staff field trip today to go see all the trees oh. uh, right at the end of our meeting. So there's, it was I, there's a bunch. So I'm curious, how many trees... Does uh, the church have? Do you know the number? No Rose told me one time, and it was large, and then I forgot it. <laughs> and then there's some smaller trees, really tall oh, trees, yeah. all the sizes. Yeah. Right. But crazy. <laughs> You've heard her already. She's back with us, uh, Miss Abby Lindeberg. Abby, how are you? Great. How are good. You good. 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 Thank you both uh, for being here. Uh, the elephant not in the room this week uh, is named Mark Carey. Uh, he is feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, we'll see if he listens. You know yeah, what I mean? Hey, I normally like to, I normally like to Mark, poke jabs at the well. guy. I guess we'll see if that happens or not. But guys, what, what I'd like to do is jump into a Sunday in review. Uh, we were in Acts 4 and kind of share what, what stood out to us uh, from the sermon message this week uh, and, and what's to come when we think about getting plugged in more and more. So Alicia, I'll come your way first. Abby, we'll kind of bounce back and forth and go from there. Okay. All right. So just to remind ourselves that Luke is writing this letter to Theophilus, right? And he's writing these accounts because Theophilus needs assurance. Like, what is happening? Is this really a work of mm. God and all of that? And so we know that persecution is coming for these people. And so there is, uh, it, there's miracles, there's power, there's spirit is doing amazing things through um, these people in the name of Jesus. And the purpose is for truth to be displayed about the message of God, about the, the risen and ascended Jesus and um, this kingdom of God that's at hand. And so we see in this passage in Mark 4, courage under fire, the Holy Spirit working powerfully. And um, these displays are one, a, a testifying that this is God working. This is this is God working, mm -hmm. which is really cool. And so um, just to see Peter and John being used by the Lord with such boldness. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I was really impacted by how their friends responded. They They weren't surprised when Peter and John came back to them to report what had happened at the <laughs> council of the Sanhedrin. And their first response was they prayed mm -hmm. and they went to their sovereign God and they prayed scripture. And it seemed to me like they have a better grip on um, the scriptures and who God is than the learned, than the mm -hmm. than the high priestly council. It's, it's First Peter 4, do not be surprised when the fiery trial comes upon <laughs> exactly. you, right? And it's cool to get to this part in Acts because we, we've gotten through the chapters of the, the, so many people being saved, so many crazy awesome things happening, but you look back at what Jesus was up against when he would teach and the people that were really trying to stop him from doing it, mm -hmm. now they are in those exact shoes. Yeah. And, and so, Jesus warned them that this would be coming for them. Yeah. So 
I don't think that they're surprised. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they just handle themselves super well. I mean, as the leaders, they're like, you know, challenging them. It's like, how blind do you have to be to not recognize the miracle that they just performed? And mm-hmm. you're just going to challenge them and give them a hard time about this? Like, don't don't you believe in God too? Like, right. what's, the, yeah. what's right. the deal here? Right. Yeah. And who in their right mind would keep doing this out of hope that it's true? Or, or like yeah. this, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll drink the Kool Aid for now. Mm-hmm. Like this seems something that I could get behind. They know this right. to be true. They're like, mm-hmm. what else would you, do you want from me at this point? This is what happened. And yeah. you know, Mark did a good job conveying. You crucified him. Right. You know, and yeah. it, there's a, such a statement of fact. And a, here's where we're at. And to see even the struggle, even the persecution, even the trials, be biblical, be prophesied about is so encouraging to me as I as I read through Acts and want to be like these people at times. I wouldn't wish that on myself mm-hmm. ever. At times you read through it. All of it is is in account and in accord with what God knew what happened. And yeah. Jesus equipped people to handle, which is just so cool to me. Yeah. And we see here once again that Peter has this opportunity to just go right in and share the gospel. And um, when they ask him in verse 7, and by what power or by what name did you do this? And Peter, being filled with the Holy Spirit, gives his response. And then he goes down in verse 12 and, and says, and there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And so that in and of itself is pretty offensive. Um, And then if we want to inject that to our culture today, that is very, very offensive because that message right there sounds intolerant. Mm -hmm. Like our, our secular world right now says, how dare you say that, there's only one way to heaven. Mm-hmm. Surely, like let's if you're just sincere and you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, do what's best for you. You do mm-hmm. you, and it, our culture speaks so against that. Sure, and and their defense is, well, that's too offensive, or or that what, what kind of God would act like that? But but Mark took time, intentional time, I would imagine, mm-hmm. in his sermon preparation to say, the gospel offends. Right. It's supposed to. It's nuts. You better believe it's nuts, right? Yeah. And that's where I actually love identifying with someone who thinks that way. And it's young people, myself and younger often, mm-hmm. that are like, how how could there only be one way? Like, I know. And actually, if you think about it, how could there be any way at all? Right. What we're talking <laughs> about, what we're talking about here is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and too, like there <laughs> People might say the, this gospel message, it seems exclusive. Well, mm-hmm. it may come across that way, but actually it's not exclusive because everyone's invited. It's a message <laughs> sure. for all, right. but it is specific in the fact that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. Right. And so that's a message that here we see Peter speaking boldly. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for you, Abby, I'm sure that in your circle of community and and then your interactions with friends and out the outside world that those are conversations that may you may encounter yeah definitely well and even just uh like the confrontation of it like confronting like that this is the only way and that you aren't good enough hearing that it's like well what do you mean i'm not good i'm a good person i do this and that and i give here and blah 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 and it's like it's not it's not about you which is another mm-hmm. thing I think oh, our culture true. focuses on. It's like, 
it's it's just not about you. It's not you centered anymore. It's it's about God. It's about Jesus and what he did. And that's the only reason you're going, not because of anything you do or mm-hmm. think of yourself or anything. Well, it's such an eye-opening way of realizing what what this idea of God could be like, right? Over 98% of the world believes in God. Then you define God. You start to get to where everybody is now. But you realize the, the need for the Savior and... It, the beautiful reality of the gospel and what happened on the cross is it is your sin and brokenness that makes you compatible mm-hmm. with the cross of Jesus Christ and the gospel. Mm-hmm. But people from the outside in think your brokenness is what makes you incompatible with mm-hmm. Christ. You better right. get your stuff together and then be a part of whatever we're doing as the local church, right? Your brokenness is actually what qualifies you. <laughs> right. And, and that's because of how good God is mm-hmm. and because of Jesus. And yes, we're called to sin no more, absolutely. Yes, there's so much merit to the what then, the now what. What else do you believe about Jesus, this sanctification walk? We've talked about it. But to tie in this book with a focus of evangelism, especially mm-hmm. during the holidays, yeah. when we think through what's happening this weekend and we, we get to read these stories, we are... It is the same God working. It's the same spirit. And Mm -hmm. we are living in this era still. Yeah. 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 And the the Bible teaches us that the law of God is written on our hearts. Romans 1, Romans 2. But the Bible also tells us that we're made in his image. And so that that means all people, whether believer or unbeliever. Mm -hmm. And so because we are made in the image of God, when we're... Um, speaking the truth in love and and testifying, witnessing, doing what we're called to do here in Acts, um, there is surely a ping in our hearts because we are made in God's image. It's a God-sized hole. It is. It is. And so even for an unbeliever who may be suppressing the truth, um, when when we're we we shouldn't be intimidated by that but um, empowered by the Spirit to speak the truth mm-hmm. because, because they are made in God's image and He has the ability to open their hearts mm-hmm. and open their minds so that they can hear and believe. Mm-hmm. Right. The greater our awareness then of how we fit into that plan, I've already mentioned 1 Peter 4, but 1 Peter 2, 9, you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, holy nation, God's special possession, so that you may declare the praises of him, may meaning maybe or might, this is our opportunity to choose to mm-hmm. declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's the motivation at which these people are doing this. That's the motivation at which we can do this. Mm-hmm. And so again, as we think through it, and, and Alicia, your point of it is impossible to witness to somebody who doesn't already bear the image of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a home field advantage <laughs> to evangelism, and we don't need to see it as such a stepping out into uncharted dark waters. Yes, there's sin. Yes, people need rescue. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot's at stake. But when you realize they are already so compatible for the spirit. It's actually yeah. what they need the most. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And, and we do things with our middle schoolers, especially high school, it's built in. But with middle schoolers, especially at this church, we initiate them into that with a, a middle school trip every spring where we teach them how to evangelize and how to, for many of our kids, they know the gospel. Mm-hmm. Articulating it well is another thing. And so right. they learn to do that. And one of the first hurdles they have to get to 
is to not be so terrified of that mm -hmm. idea or mm -hmm. to think I have to step out of the church and convince somebody mm -hmm. that Jesus is real. Why is that burden on me? Mm -hmm. You know, the burden's not on you. Right. The burden is on the spirit. Mm -hmm. You will never convert anybody. Yeah. You will never convert anybody. But if you let the spirit use you and you start to meet people where they're at mm -hmm. and say, okay, God, what is going on in this person's life that you can speak towards yeah. through me? Yeah. That's very different than saying, what can I speak towards through the Bible every once in a while? Right. We, we devote ourselves to Christ. We consider ourselves like this. And then we realize we're nowhere near the first people that have been doing this. Right. Mark, I think mentioned this weekend, like the majority of God's kingdom is already in heaven or something like that. Did he say that? But we're still here, know. right? I don't know if you said that this when week. When you, but, yeah. and I, I remember this light bulb moment for me, it was several years ago, but when you realize how many people are in heaven compared to how many people are down here right now, yeah. we are the deployed we are the soldiers overseas fighting for what's back home, like so to speak. The analogy mm -hmm. falls flat somewhere, I'm sure. But to think like that, mm -hmm. that we're in the the minority and, and there's a, a, a tribe of God's chosen yeah. people, a royal priesthood rooting for us and, and, and experiencing in full effect the glory of God while we've been entrusted to have faith in that glory now, that is a very different outlook compared yeah. to the one you will find anywhere else. And to see that when we uh, we have a sovereign God, which is this is what their prayer was, their mm -hmm. response and prayer was the sovereign God, but also that they are a part of God's sovereign plan. And I love in verse twenty eight when um, Peter says to do, or no, when their people are praying and they they pray to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. Mm -hmm. So this is like. They're seeing this as God's culmination for redeemed sinners, what his plan is. And yet he's called us to be a you know, to be purposed in that plan. Mm -hmm. And he's um he uses whatever the situation is with the wickedness. Here we have the wickedness of the, the council here, but God um is using that for his purposes. So in our world, whether it's, you know, things are looking very evil or we get mm -hmm. rejected by a friend or you know, whatever the situation is, he he will use that for his purpose and his will. And we think about like um, in Genesis when Joseph said to his brothers, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. And if God's for us, Romans 8, who can be against us? Yeah. So we have... Um, we have uh, hope and mm -hmm. a, a, a place of solid standing when we know that there's no area of our life that is got outside of God's sovereign plan. And so mm -hmm. he's using us as uh, messengers, as witnesses to his, to his good plan that he mm -hmm. has. Well, because there's unity there, right? So like you, we, we all have this purpose, whether no matter our circumstances there's unity that brings us together that has us that causes us to reach the same mm -hmm. the same purpose of yeah. this is our point regardless of where we're at or what we've been through or you know it just i i love that thought of the unity that even that we have with the kingdom mm -hmm. of god that we have something related to them something in common yeah all yeah. all that this life and this broken world can ever throw at you is an opportunity to go to the foot of the cross. Mm. 
And so to so let's talk about prayer then for a second because he he arrived at that the text arrives at that and it's refreshing to have a biblical example of of a, a, a vivid prayer a, a, of an encouraging prayer what did he even call it? prayer under fire and all that stuff pray courageously I think he said because we hear that all the time pray 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 mm-hmm. if you walked into youth and watched me say pray kids yeah. they'd all roll their eyes mm-hmm. uh, yeah we get it we pray. <laughs> But man, there there is so much merit to not just praying, but praying like this, and mm-hmm. and understanding the the biblical narrative of prayer thus far, and why in the Holy Spirit era especially there there is a an element of prayer in our spiritual walk. When we think about where I describe it to the kids as right now, Jesus is at the at the right hand of Father God, and the Spirit's at the right hand of you. And when we pray, all of those things are in, in union and, mm-hmm. and in communication. And this is how we hear from God. We open up his word. We don't add to it. We don't subtract from it. And he has given us the opportunity for, for him to hear from us. Yeah. And that's yeah. crazy. And yeah. so I guess the question I pose to you guys is like, what has prayer meant to you? Or, or what does it mean to you now? And how do we graduate from seeing it as a, you know, Oh Lord, here's what I'm up against now to the way they say, Oh Lord, it is you who made the heaven and the earth. Yeah. Well, I think that their example is really good for us because their prayers are number one, they acknowledge who God is, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. then their prayer is guided by scripture. So I think that that is um, a little clue in that it is okay to dig in and pray scripture, mm-hmm. that that is what informed a huge way to inform our prayers. But then also there's that relationship dynamic. Like we actually have relationship mm-hmm. with the God of the universe. And we have access to him because of what Jesus has done for us. And so knowing that that we have access to the creator God, how, like, should that not dramatically Mm -hmm. affect and shape how we pray Mm -hmm. and the boldness in our prayers, Mm -hmm. the, the hope in our prayers? I mean... I loved his examples of, you know, that, that Pastor Mark gave about, you know, when you're going to buy a house, are you going to talk to the owners or are you going to talk to the four-year-old? Right, <laughs> like, right. yeah. You know, just yeah. like, who do we have access to? What's yeah. driving our prayers? Well, it's funny to think about so many um, negative illustrations of you, you ever have somebody act poorly and then they'll say things like, well, do you know who my parents are? Or like, do, if, do you know who <laughs> you my, know dad, my is? dad is? My dad is, whatever. My, my dad's dad the be, principal. My, my dad will beat up your dad. My, my dad's the boss. My dad will beat up your, right? You have those silly negative examples, mm-hmm. but the positive implication of that illustration is, can we live in accordance with who our father is? Because mm-hmm. that changes everything. And And when we identify in that way familially when we think this way biblically even the way they pray the first two things they pray this is so convicting for me they talk about the character of god and then they actually quote scripture in their prayer Mm -hmm. i remember when i first started the mentorship years ago john avery was saying a prayer and he started the prayer by saying heavenly father god uh i'm reminded of first corinthians 12 where it says this he started his prayer this way I was thinking, oh shoot! I was like, what a flex! Like he is praying, and he's being reminded of scripture in his prayer. I, I, I was like, wait, wait, wait! Uh, uh-uh. uh, we're not reading scripture, John. This is our time to pray to God about everything we're dealing with. But it was so cool to have a out of nowhere for me personal example of somebody near me 
praying this way. Yeah, I love his example. In, in his I prayer, his it, why, why in your prayer would you say, God, I'm reminded of what else you said? It didn't make sense to me at the time. Mm-hmm. But then you realize that is incredible, that, mm-hmm. that what, whatever John and I were praying through at that point, he was already thinking biblically about it and knew there was an example. And what the Bible does is give us an immediate encouragement. We, we crave that. Keystone and Younger crave the immediate fix of the prayer. The time between amen and thank you, Lord, is longer than anybody would like in their teens. But what we have is his word and, and, and an opportunity to, to be faithful in that. And so to see them act that way, given what they were up against, is yeah mind-boggling when you think of me praying over a Christmas budget I wish was bigger, or this, that, and the other. Right, right. So um, this is connected, um, but didn't get hit in the sermon, I don't think, unless I wasn't paying attention well enough. But um, this stood out to me after the fact, and I was talking to my husband about this last night, because I was like, listen to this. This is in, in 31. And when they had prayed... The place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Okay, mm-hmm. the the place was shaking, <laughs> so that kind of jumped out of I me. Mean, it's like, okay, what what does this mean? And so there's obviously some parallels from. Pentecost, when Mm -hmm. the rushing wind comes and they're filled with the Spirit and they're speaking in other tongues. Um, But I went back and I looked um, at a few other places where the ground was moving. One, um, well, one is a psalm, uh, tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord. But in Exodus 19, Mount Sinai quaked when the Lord descended upon it. Uh, In Isaiah 6, when Isaiah encountered God in the throne room of the temple and the fountain shook when the seraphim were, uh, the foundation was shaken when the seraphim were singing. And then in Matthew 27, which is huge, the, when Jesus died and the curtain temple was mm-hmm. torn, the earth shook, there was an earthquake, um, and the rocks split. So I'm like, what does this mean? What, mm-hmm. well, in all of these situations, God's presence is there. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to dismiss the significance that God's presence is there Mm -hmm. and he is moving and doing really big things. And Mm -hmm. um, so there's, you know, in our situation, our earth is not shaking every time we pray or whatever, but God's presence is with us. Mm -hmm. And I think that we, when we are mindful that the presence of God is with us, I mean, we're celebrating Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us. Mm-hmm. That should fuel our prayers mm-hmm. to know right. that not only does he hear us, he is with us. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and kind of like you were just saying, Caleb, I mean, there's not normally an immediate satisfaction, but that immediately after the room is shaken, they continue to speak the word of God with boldness. You yeah. Know? Like mm-hmm. it was just like, all right, now we're ready. Let's keep going. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I yeah. just think that's, that's so cool. And and like, um, I think it's in 29. Uh, now, Lord, take note of the, their threats and grant your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence. It's like, we know we've been threatened. We're not asking you to take that away. Just give mm-hmm. us more confidence. Yeah. And so it's like immediately. <laughs> right. That's, what that's they not got. Our, nor, nor, our natural response. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, can you just like 
make it easier for us. Right. right. Yeah. There's <laughs> none of that there. No. So. Mm-hmm. One thing I've I've been thinking about in in my personal life and my life in ministry, I, I'd like to raise my awareness of passages I can immediately go to, regardless of the situation. Mm. It, it, in the meantime, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. if somebody comes to me with this, that, and the other, I'd like to be able to not have to always sit on it for a while and then do some research and then mm-hmm. find, but, but okay, Lord, what can I offer this person immediately? Mm-hmm. And, and I have discovered that uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is a really good place to start. I, I, I have been using it in practice as like a, the front door. Read it. <laughs> uh, it says this, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And verse seven is the key. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard you in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, do not be anxious. Is a, is a, a that's a call. That's more of a command than it is a suggestion. Don't be anxious. But in every situation, with prayer and petition. Already with Thanksgiving, that's an attitude thing. Present these things to God. When we do that, we get a peace that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that is a biblical. That is a, a that's an order of operations. That is not a, 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 a that's easy arithmetic. The the peace that transcends all understanding will guard your heart. And so I have been encouraged by that in my own life when I've talked to different people ranging from a teenager struggling with this to an adult struggling with with this to somebody who doesn't even want to listen to my counsel. There is merit to finding passages like this that say, okay, Lord, how how do you work in such a way that that we can rely on you right away, even though we don't necessarily see the reward or the benefit or the the victory in it in that moment? Mm -hmm. There are tidbits like this, passages Mm -hmm. like this where okay, I can calm down. We can calm down. We can yeah. go to God, the God of the universe. We can go to him. And then by golly, if you don't feel a peace that doesn't make sense, I have felt that before. And it's a very unique feeling. Mm-hmm. Why am I so calm? <laughs> I have all the reason in the world to be out of sorts right now, mm-hmm. but there's something about going to my father that helps me yeah. calm down. And that is that is where there's a, a yielding to the Spirit. The, the whole, they were filled with the Spirit. You mentioned all the examples of the ground shaking. It's not just God's presence shaking the ground because He's everywhere, mm-hmm. but the environment totally yields to God's presence. Mm-hmm. So the temple breaks and these people are yielding to and thus being filled with the Holy Spirit in practice and that they, they belong to God, they have the Spirit, but there is a yielding to it. And Abby, you mentioned the unity of it. And that's when that kind of thing, that shaking took place. And I have been in meetings and prayers and, and moments of ministry where the ground wasn't literally shaking. And I'm not going to pretend there was some sort of oh, crazy spiritual <laughs> thing happened, but there was a buzz in the air mm. and there was an encouragement and a feeling of this is for real. Mm-hmm. What we are doing is for real, mm-hmm. and God is good. So, yeah. it's I've been, assurance in who He is. I've been encouraged by that. But, yeah. well, thank you guys. So good. Thank you. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, Abby, I wonder what we need to point people towards sure. before we get out of here. Let me pull up the I calendar. Yeah. Um, so we have Follow Star. Obviously, mm-hmm. is this weekend, both um, Saturday and Sunday. 5 to 8 p.m. Yes. And it is a walkthrough, by the way. So Yes. And people are seeing it. I invited uh, my neighbors today. And people they, are seeing it? What do you mean? The, seeing oh, the, the signs? signs. Oh, yeah. Nice. So all the signs that are all around town, people are seeing them because um, my neighbor has never been before. And she's like, yeah, we saw the sign and it looked fun. And I was like, <laughs> yes, 
is fun. Come. <laughs> so hopefully they'll come. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then the next weekend and the weekend after, um, there's a class directed at partnering with parents. It's called Who Am I? Helping, helping our kids know who they are in Christ. So that'll be offered the 11th and the 18th both hours. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really great opportunity for parents, um, especially it's just a short class, you know, that you can squeeze in in the holiday season. Yeah. And then uh, Christmas Eve, we have three services, 11 a.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. Okay. And then Christmas Day, one service at 11. Christmas Day is at 11. Nurseries provide for the first two services Christmas Eve, so that'll be a weekly announcement for the next few sermon spotlights. But tis the season, guys. Isn't Yay. that just so exciting? Uh, yes. It is always a blessing and privilege. Uh, as a reminder to our viewers and listeners, you can find us uh, all over the place each and every week on your favorite uh, podcast platform. Just type in Sermon Spotlight and we pop right up. Uh, the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons and homages take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love, God bless.